Let us everything that we do and say honor you from this pulpit. Father, we're not trying to play religious games, but we're we're here to have church. We're here to learn and feast at your feet and to get that rainbow that we need so that we can be successful in what you've called us to do and become. And I thank you, Father, for the fruitfulness of the people in this church. Thank you, Father, that they're fruitful in their bodies, fruitful in their minds, fruitful in their hearts, becoming who God called them to be. And we just thank you, Father, in Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Praise God. I'm so glad we're here tonight. Y'all may be seated. You know, we're getting on top of things. You know, you can get a lot of good things out of uh, out of things in life. But here's the number one thing you should always get first, foremost, is out of life is the word. It's not your personal experiences. It's not what you go through. It's not what the the challenges. Well, I did this and I did that. Well, here let me. It's always at the end of the day is our response to the word, how we respond to the word, and how we not only respond to the word, but more importantly. I think sometimes, as a believer, we have a tendency to think too much of how we think versus what the Word says as being the, the directive of how we should think, the flow of thought, uh, to capturing it to the obedience of Christ. <clears throat> because that's a big thing for a lot of believers, yeah. particularly when you're dealing with whatever's flying around health-wise. Right. <clears throat> so excuse me. So you know, and you can you can get all locked up on what the things you see, especially when you're in a store. You hear people cough. People, you, it's amazing. People cough in the store. People's ears perk up. Yeah, yeah. People get nervous. Someone sneeze, and you know. And our lives aren't to be directed that way. They're not to be directed. They're not to be moved by that. But here's the thing: you and I, as a believer, we know that in our hearts. But it's not enough if we don't have that directive. What's that directive? It's the word that's written and, written and printed down on that Bible. So if I have a directive from heaven and I'm believing God for healing, but I haven't put my eyes on the word, I have no directive. I have no direction. I have no go-to, no, no way to really act within the word of God. Because it, all it is is, well, I heard Brother Gonzalo say that he's, he's healed. And... But I'm going to just, God did it for him, and I just believe God's going to do it for me. Yeah. Not if you're not putting that word in. That's right. Not if you haven't sat in front of your eye gates. Yeah. And, and we've got directives in the, found in the very word of God yeah. so that we can say, this is where I get my, my mode of apparandi. This is, where I, this is where I get my permission to That's move right. and flow. That's right, amen. And so that way we don't always have to be going around the... And here's the thing. This is a subtle, such, such deadly, such deadly uh, way the enemy works it. Yeah. Is that he thinks he makes you think that you're okay because you know you're fine right now. Uh-huh. It's never when you need it. It's when you don't need it that you need to have it. Yeah. That's right. And it's sort of like getting down the street halfway and noticing you're on a quarter tank, not even a quarter, one sixteenth of a tank. Yeah. And you find out, whoa, I haven't been putting any healing in. Yeah. Right. Whoa, I haven't been slowing down. Yeah. Right. Because you know, you work that engine, mm-hmm. and you're, you're going 90, 80 down the highway, 
and you're already pushing it, and then you're you're, you're all kind of ready. Putting you, you're putting yourself in jeopardy. You're putting yourself at risk when you're not filling up. That's right. Right. That's right. When you're not thinking about the gauges about where you're at spiritually. Yeah. Boy, I'll tell you that right there is the biggest thing. Most don't think yeah. about the direction of their lives on a daily basis. We're not thinking about it. Because in the way you know you're not thinking about it is because of what you're not feeding in the mornings. Yeah. Feeding in the mornings. What you're not feeding on in the early morning hours. Yeah. You know, are you praying? Are you connecting with God? Are you, are you spending time to hear what the Spirit has for you and I? Good. Let's open our Bibles over this, this evening to Mark chapter 16. And I know it's going to be a bit of a seem like a bit of a stretch, but let me guarantee you this isn't going to be a stretch tonight. Because right. <laughs> anytime you get in the Word, there's no stretch. But there should be a challenge. Yeah. There's an unboxing. How many ever watch, ever get on on YouTube and they unbox something? You know what an unboxing is? We're going to open up this box and we're going to show you everything that's involved with this brand new Mac, right? We're going to show you everything involved with this brand new piece of technology. We're going to tell you all the, the benefits, the pros, everything that you can get, and some of the things that could be potential drawbacks. Well, here over here in Mark chapter 16, we're going to read about the Great Commission. And the Great Commission talks about that great unveiling of what's taking place, that unboxing, so to speak, of all that you have and that's all that's been entitled to you. Because if we don't want to skip, and and, you know, sometimes we, 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 we think because we've been going to church and we've heard good healing teachings, and, and here's the thing, we think that we're there. We think we got everything that brother uh, that Reverend Ike disposed on us on Sunday. We got the download. We have every word. Yeah. We mean, it's locked in us. We're, we're going to run with it. Yeah. Three weeks from now, we kind of forget. Well, what are you talking? I I don't know. I, <laughs> right. right? Something in the word. It was good. <laughs> Everybody's got a different opinion. What, to, what he taught on healing. He taught on deliverance. He taught on freedom. Yeah. He taught about getting set free, getting debt free, you know, and. <laughs> He talked about marriage and this, and you know, and and and, and, and rest assured, because the word is so live, it's sort of like one of those probiotic pills. It's just so full of life. Billions of little things are active and are going on on the inside. So when you get that word, recognize it's going on the inside, but it's just doing more than just healing your body. It's setting your mind free. It's getting you delivered. Right. It's getting you. It's getting you the position of prospering. Yeah. And so, as we're unboxing this, we, we're going to focus. Our focus this evening is healing. Amen. Amen. So now we're here in Mark chapter sixteen, verse fourteen. Say Amen when you get there. Later, he appeared and sat at the table. Now, I, I know this is going to be. I, let's let's back it up a little bit. Because you know, it's just a good it's just a good thing to do that. And Mark chapter sixteen, verse nine. Now when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of, out of whom he had cast seven devils. You know, I think it's funny that the first person that Jesus shows up is to the person whom he cast devils out of. First person. He could have talked showed up to anybody. Anybody could have been along the uh, along the way. But sometimes we look at the fact that this person had seven devils and they showed up. But here's this was the most probably one of the most grateful people who was around Jesus, who poured out her, her broke her alabaster box and poured out for her, poured out a, a, her oil a, 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 
And, and, and in doing so, she just emptied it all out. And the first person he shows up is to her. Yeah. Yeah. Hear what I'm saying? Yeah. So what I'm saying to you is it doesn't matter where you've started. You could have been that person caught in the act of adultery. You could have been in that person full of the devil. You could have been that person who wasn't walking with God. And he shows up and he, you're the very first person he runs into. And you should live a life where, you know what, every day I'm going to run it. Every, every day I get up, I'm running into Jesus. Every day I get up, I'm because of what he's done, because of my gratefulness. And see, gratefulness will do that to you. Gratefulness will open and provide opportunities for you that you that you won't get if you're just not if you're ungrateful you won't you won't ever get anything. Yeah. Ungratefulness is is the worst and is the most toxic thing that will remove what God is trying to do in your life. Yeah. And so she 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 went and told those who had been with him, and they mourned and wept. Boy, what a great reception! Here we are. We, we, I saw Jesus, and what's what's the response? Mourning and weeping. And they heard that he was alive and had been sent, and had been seen by her, but they did not believe. They didn't believe her. You know, those of you who, when you get experience with God, and you're excited, and you've seen God move in your life, you've seen Him deliver you, you see, and then you run into the Master yourself. He's standing right in front of you. And how do you know it's him? Because you've had an, you have an intimate relationship with him. Every morning you get up, every morning you talk, every 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 waking breath that you have, you 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 pour yourself out and say, "God, I love you, Father. I'm so grateful." And it doesn't matter if anybody believes you or not, because you know you have you have a heart for God. You know that he what he's delivered you from. You know that he prospered you. Right. You know he's the one that got you the raise. There's no, you know I'll argue with it. That's right. It doesn't matter if anybody else believes it because you've seen and held with your hands the goodness of God. And after that, they appeared in another form to two of them. And as they walked, they went into their country and they went and told it to the rest. But the others didn't believe either. They didn't even believe. The others didn't even believe. And in verse 14, he appeared to the eleven and he sat at the table. This is He's talking to the leaders now. The people that were, were his dearest friends, the ones who he told and he said, this is what's going to happen to me. He told, and, he, and he rebuked their unbelief. Notice he didn't give it a shoulder to pat on. He rebuked it. And, and the hardness of their heart because they did not believe those who had seen him and that he had risen. They didn't believe it. But he rebuked them over it. Yeah. He said, your heart was hard. How many times have we had hard hearts? Yeah. Where we've been stubborn. Mm -hmm. Where we didn't act and do the word like we should have did the word. Mm -hmm. We should have done the word. Or should have been more productive with the word. Instead, you know, we got distracted with things. But I tell you, you know, when you, when you start thinking about how, how easily you can get distracted, let me explain something. It is one of the most dangerous things to do is to get distracted. Because there you'll find yourself sick. There you'll find yourself broke. There you'll find yourself like, well, how did I even get down here? And it, let me just explain something. That's, those are never accidents. Distractions, 
um, doing how we want to live, talk how we want to live, eat how we want to live, not being productive like God called us to be, because God has a master plan for your life. I'm going to get ahead of myself. I'm not going there tonight, but I'm going there Sunday, and you better be here. Every single one of you ought to be here this Sunday, because God's got a master plan for your life. And I'm telling you, it involves, it, yes, it involves this, but I'm telling you, you've got to be here this Sunday, because it's going to help and bless us, I believe. <clears throat> and so he said to them, go into all the world, preach this gospel to every creature, he who believes is, is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. He's telling them, you're going to be condemned if you just don't believe. And, and, and the condemned is it's just a hard life. It's a hard life not following God and, and just doing things your own way. It's a hard life. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out dem demons. I want to stop right there for a moment because most, most of us immediately think of people being cast out demons and just demons coming out. It's more than just demons coming out. It's about the things that are hindering you, the things that are blocking your life. It's about that demonic oppression that just does not want you to walk out the fullness of God. Yeah. It's, it's that thing that says, you can't do it. Yeah. It's the thing that says, no, you will not prosper here. Turn around. But God says, no, that's not my plan for your life. My plan for your life is to prosper. And the way you're going to prosper is by casting some of these demons out of your way. Yeah. See, but you, they won't move until you take your own your authority over them. That's right. That's right. They, they won't move just because, oh, please, would you please move? Yeah. Oh, would you kindly just step aside? Yeah. No, you've, you've got to get aggressive. That's right. Amen. Come on, Pastor. And if you're not aggressive in your word... Yeah. If you're not aggressive at finding out who you are in Christ, if you're not aggressive at finding out your authority, yes. if you're not becoming skillful in what God has called you to be skillful, you will get your butt handed to you every time. Yeah, no matter how good of a Christian you may be, right. no matter how many bumper stickers you may have, yeah. no matter how many years you may be fasting and tithing and, yeah. and giving and, yeah. and, and, and laying on the floor and, and crying to God yeah. until you make a decision that you're going to no longer deal with these demons in your life, they are going to persist and they will stay there. They will camp at you and look at you. Like little monkeys like... Without even, without even the thought of even having to move. Because they have you trained. And we ought, we ought not live life like that. We ought not live life where we're like we're untrained, unskillful, unaware of where our lives are going. That's right. Because every every day is a potential of either being successful or falling back. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not easy and it's not fair to those who are around you who suffer because we didn't make the decision, the proper identification of I, I need to make this change. Yeah. Because the only people that are gonna suffer and we don't think it's just us. Yeah. And that's that's the lie of the demon. Yeah. Yeah. The lie of the demon is it's just you. Yeah. But it's not just you. It's those around you that are being inflicted. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And here God said, I, I don't want you to live this way. Yeah. Have a relationship with me. Right. I, I'll cast those devils out. In fact, I will tell you where they're hidden at. I will expose those guys to you. Yeah. And he gives us a plan. Yeah. He doesn't just say, okay, guys, good luck. Good luck. Yeah. You know, you You'll be blessed, you know. Yeah. We'll see what happens. And that, that's, there's none of that. That's right. That's right. 
He says, and they will speak with new tongues. But why? But why after casting out devils is tongues so important? Why? But he puts it right there. Why is it important? Because there are things you don't see. There are things you don't know. There are strengths and characteristics on the inside of you that cannot be birthed out with you just sitting there. Yeah, that's right. If you ever watch someone who just goes, um, gets a, um, mining for gold, they get a gold pan, they put the dirt in there. Every time, you, every time you're sitting there and you're praying in tongues, you're, you're, grabbing, you're grabbing that mass of what's in your spirit that doesn't belong in there. And you're putting it in that pan and you're praying the Holy Ghost. And what you're doing is you're panning for the gold. You're looking for the nuggets. You're looking for the truths. You're looking for the things that, you, that, that don't necessarily capture your eye right away. And, and sometimes you doesn't just take one plunk at the water. You have to keep going and going. And, and it's cold down there. And, and you find things you don't want to deal with down, down there. You, you find rejection. You find depression. You find, you find humility. You find humiliation. You find, you find things that you never thought were going to be there. And yet God is showing you these things. Not to shame you, but to, to cast them out. So that you can get into the gold. So that you can live in the blessing. But in the blessing is where the healing's at. Yes, yes. That's where that's where where you find out. I've been a jerk to my wife. I've been a jerk to the dog. I've been a jerk to you know, or, or maybe I've been a great person, but maybe I need to, to be more developed in this area. Yeah. And, and it's not there to bring you down, but it's there to just build what God is wanting to do and what He's so just begging to do on the inside of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I gotta be careful going in that master plan stuff here, <laughs> but it's there. It's there and it won't leave you alone. It stares at your, your, your future always stares at you. And they, they'll take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no, no means hurt them. Why? Because they're connected. They're grounded. They will take up serpents. You know, you, you're going to... This is, this is just me saying this. When you take up serpents, you're like taking bad news from all oh, you hear people talking about, oh, what's going on here? And with, those are just serpents. That's just bad news. Just try, so what does it do? It's just designed to bite and try to sink its teeth in you. It's trying to sink its motivation in you. It's trying to just say, this is how things are. And, and you know, you can't escape them. And, you know, and it just tries. It's just a serpent. Just all it wants to do is just poison the very outlook of your life. And you can't allow it to lay, lay its teeth into you. Don't let, it, don't let life have its final say. A serpent bites, but its, bite, its intention is not just to bite. Its, it's, its intention is to sink its teeth in you, cause those toxins to go in your body, to, 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 to direct your life in such a way that it will not help you. It's, the serpent is never your friend. He's not your friend. He's not your, your, your ticker talker, your, your big whatever. You, and here's the thing. We, that's why we've got to get set free from some of these things. Yeah. Yeah. Because they won't, they won't produce. They just bite. Yeah. You're, you're, you're all com- on the same complaint problem. Mm-hmm. All under the same influence of just being angry at Fauci or angry at whoever. <laughs> you know, he's a little liar. Everybody knows he's a little liar. And you're like, ah, he's a little liar. But here's the thing. God knows already what was going on well before that was even established. 
And so you, you get more upset and angry isn't going to help you any. You're allowing these words to influence you and pain you and yeah. depress you and, yeah. and, make, and bring your, your view of, of where your life could be down here yeah. when it should be up here. Come on, amen. That's right. Because your life is more than what you currently are involved in it. Yeah. How you're producing in it. Yeah. Right. If they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. Yes. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Yes. Come on, just think about it. Yeah. That's just you. Yeah. Just you and living. That's right. Not just every minister here. Every minister should lay hands on the sick. And yeah. there's, there's certain, you know, it's, it's a different flow, you know. Yeah. There's been times I've been, you know, I've been in service and the Lord will show me and I'll lay hands. It's a different flow because that's a different flow. But everybody should be able to lay hands on the sick. That's right. Everybody. That's right. There's nobody here that's excluded from that. That's right. Did you hear what I said? All. 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 These signs will follow those who believe. All these signs will follow those who believe. All these signs. That means you're productive. It doesn't mean you're a victim anymore. That's right. Quit living like you're a victim. Quit living like life is out of control and that, that you have no hope. Don't act like those who do that. That's not who you are. You know what that book tells you who you are. If, you, if you're feeling down in the press, it's because you're, you're allowing that serpent to sink his teeth into your life. You're letting him talk to you too much. You can't do it. You'll never make it. You'll always live in this neighborhood. You're going to be no better than your father, and you're going to be no better than your mother. That's how the devil works you. Yeah. Just constantly yeah. lying. Come on. Let me tell you something. A real, a real big secret that will hopefully set you free. It's a lie. That's right. It's a lie. You're not going to be. You're not going to be hopeless. That's right. You're not going to be helpless. That's right. Amen. That's right. Thank God you've got great people around you. Yes. You see someone in your neighbor getting down? These signs will follow those who believe. Yes, They're walking on serpents. That's right. And you see, so you see your buddy getting bit by a serpent, bitten by a lion, bitten by, yes. your pastor don't love me like he used to love me. Yes. He, don't, he don't look at me. He don't give me a hug. Yes. You know, I mean, he, yeah, he walks by and says hello. But now, you know, he don't love me. So you, you don't ever allow the serpent to have its bite in you. That's right. Always be the one to, to pull the thorn out. Always be the one to, to bring healing on a situation. Be the first one to just knock something out that doesn't even belong there. Well, I tell you that, that ought to make you feel better. Knowing that you're helping someone stay on track. Yeah, that's right. And it's important that we stay on track. It's important that we stay full of the Word. Full of the Word. Every, stay productive in it. Because there's no one's going to do it for you. Right. Here's the thing. No one's gonna, I'm not going to go to your house and I'm not going to read your Bible for you. Yeah. Right. Let me just make that very plain. Yeah. I can't make you super, super turbo Christian. <laughs> I mean, there's a few of us. If I can wind you up a little bit, stick my key in there and turn it, boy, I will, boy. I just get you lit and get you all hot. But it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be natural. Yeah. You, would, you need the fire of God on the inside of you. Right. You need that hope and glory shining on the inside of you. You gotta get yourself excited. That's right. Come on. Who else will get you excited? Yes. Come on. Who else? No, the devil ain't gonna get you pumped up. No. 
He says, come on, listen, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. Yeah. Well, Dennis said, let me support, let's do it, let's do it. No, he's just going to be like, come on, man. You want to take another hit, one of these things? I mean, that's how the devil thinks. Yeah. He wants you down, he wants you numb. Yeah. Living on a crumb. Yeah. <laughs> come on. That's why they like, they, they like hitting these kids' stones, so they keep them stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Keep them stupid and unproductive, not knowing who they are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, they're not going to last. That's right. That's not going to last. And God's already turning people around. Right. God's already turning these kids around right now. Yes. There's kids out there that are hungry that want the Lord. Right. There's kids right now that want what you have right now. Yeah. You know how many young adults right now are out there who are hurting, who are wanting the touch of God? Yeah. Yes. They, they want it. Yeah. They don't want the fact they want the real. That's right. Because we're not going to give them the real if we're living like fake. That's right. Can't even pick up your Bible. Can't even worship God. Can't even, you can't even spend a moment that we say we have to listen to uh, Taylor Swift on the radio versus some good Christian music on the radio. Yeah. Ooh, I, I don't know anything she says, but I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Come on. We have my choices, folks. That's right. My choices affect the bigger picture. That's right. People need to see Gonzalo Rock in power and glory. And yes, people, right. people need to see that out of Deanna and, right. and all of you guys. They, they need it. They need it. Yes, the right. mother hands are just chanting the people that are hurting. Yeah. And they need the life of God. Right. They need to see someone pulling out arrows out of them. That's right. Come yeah. on. They need it. Yes. You need it. You, you need to see that you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Luke chapter 8. We, we, we got to get fed up. Yeah. We're, we're putting up with way too much. We're allowing too much to have its final say. Yeah. It's true. It's good. Way, too, way too many voices going on. You've got to be really careful. Because your life, your, your life expectancy... You guys think most of us are probably right here to 80. I'm 52. That means I got another in the natural 35, in the world natural. But I'm believing to 120. Do you hear what I'm saying? But in the natural, if you look at it in the natural sense of what, just a natural sense, then you got to ask yourself, then you got to start thinking, how do I want to start living? Do I want to live a life whole, healthy, and productive? Or am I going to take, not take care of my body now? So when I get there, I, don't, I may not even want to live beyond 85. Or do, how do I want to look? Do I want to be so big that I can't move? Or do I want to be, I want to live a comfortable life where I can move my body around? Yeah. So you've got to make the choices right now. Yeah. You, you, can't, you cannot avoid to make the choice now. It has to be made now. There's, there's no more putting it on the, on, the, on, the, on the case. There's no more procrastination with it. Yeah. Because it, it turns, you like, it escalates quickly. One minute I was 35, next thing I'm on, I'm, I'm 52. Uh-huh. And, it, and, it, and it, didn't, it didn't happen just suddenly. Yeah. It happened slowly yeah. in, in my natural mind. And so we've got to be more thinking, we've got to do something with our lives. That's right. Yeah. Your, your life is important. What you do is so important with that time. That's right. I'm going to tell you right now, I can't be more forceful right now. If I could be forceful, if you want, everybody wanted to feel like they were being yelled at, I would yell at you right now about your time. Come on. Good. What are you doing daily? Good. Are you listening to Brother Hagen daily? Are you reading a faith book daily? Yeah. Daily. It's that daily bread that helps 
that comes from heaven that helps feed and nourishes my soul. It, it takes me to places that no man can take me. All the great minds, all the great scientists can't take you where God can take you. It cannot take you there. It will not take you there. Anything outside of the world will just leave it into emptiness. It's called the great blank. It's like, where do I go from here? And the only place you go from there is when you've decided that you're going to get off your underwear and just say, hey God, I'm going to just make something happen with my life. You, you said that you, you would do something with my life. I will hold you to that, that you're going to do something with my life. And he will live up to that. Right. He will live up to that. Yeah. Come on. That's why you've got to become a soldier of Christ. Come on. Endure hardship as a good soldier. Mm-hmm. Invite people that you're not comfortable with inviting. Now, I'm not saying don't violate your conscience. I mean, you know, there are some shady folks you shouldn't be hanging out with, period. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Because yeah. they haven't quite gotten there yet. And the way you know they're there is they come up to you and say, Dear sister, I'm not living right, and you know I'm not living right, but I know that I need to change my life. I, I don't know how to do it. Can you, do you know what to do? And then you said, yes, I do know what to do. And let me encourage you right now. Yes, you do know what to do. Because yeah. first of all, you need to get up and come to church tonight. Let me just tell you that right now. You at least need enough to get your butt into church yeah. and be there. Sit your, uh, get down in the rusty dusty and hear what God had to say for you. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You have the courage to do that. Yeah. You need enough to do that. You, 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 well, I don't know that. Well, that's what you need. That's right. You just do, you just do what you know to do. You got people right. to do what they want to do. Yes. And then life starts to change. Yes. Come on. I'm tired of life staying the same. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. The zombies are in the building. Come on. Yeah. The zombies are in the We move on and get out of this place. Yes. I want to put them over this. Go, hey, yeah. we got to get out of this place. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get out of this place. Yeah. You need to call those folks up and say, hey, we, we, it's, we need to get out of this place that we're in. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've got to. We, we have to. Because why? Because we're people of destiny. That's right. We're people of high quality caliber. Yeah. We won't win it. We won't pull back. We won't fall under the pressure. That's right. That's and right. we'll keep ourselves clean. That's right. We'll live clean. We'll live holy. That's right. Amen. Come on. And here Jesus is talking in Luke chapter eight, verse forty. I don't even. I don't even know if I even give you an opportunity to get there. But I don't care. Luke chapter 8, verse 40 says, And Jesus returned, and the multitude welcomed him, and they were all waiting for him. Why? Because he was healing. Right? Doing great things. Verse 41, And behold, behold, he came there, and there was a man named Jairus, who was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house. Powerful, because Jairus is a leader. He's a leader. He's a he's a synagogue in he's a he's a synagogue mafia dog man. You can't mess with Jairus because you you might find yourself at the back of the. You know what I mean? This is a big shot, and uh, because he's a big shot, for him to come here and fall at Jesus in his feet that's a huge, that is huge. It's not a small thing. So you, I don't want you to think that oh just 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 this little guy came in here. No, that's, you don't understand. He's a leader of the synagogue. He's, he's putting his pride down. Yeah. You know, some of you, if you want God to really use you or move in your life, you're going to have to put your pride down and, and be corrected now and then. Yes. And be told, hey, let's, let's hustle. Let's do what we need to do. 
right? And Jairus fell down his feet and said, the only daughter here about 12, he had a 12-year-old daughter and she was dying. But he went and the multitudes thronged him. Now someone, a certain woman had a, a flow of, uh, a, a, <clears throat> had a flow of blood for 12 years and spent all of her livelihood on physicians who could not be healed by any. You know, it's amazing. She couldn't be healed by any by the physicians, yet healing, the healing covenant was there just as much for her as it was in the Old Testament. Did you know that? The covenant was there. The covenant was a whole was there for her healing was there the whole entire time. And yet she had she was going using external methods versus going to the methoder. And that's what a lot of the body Christ is doing. We have the healer, but we're not going to the healer. We're going to the physicians. It's not that the physicians, physicians aren't bad. They're, they're not bad. But they shouldn't always be number one. We should keep ourselves full. They're, they're, they're not there to be the number one in our lives. And yet she has, she's a daughter of covenant. There's promises we know that are in the scripture because we've, we've all sat and we looked at the scriptures together. Yeah. Yes. So, so let's look at um, <clears throat> Psalms 107. Psalms 107 verse 20 says this. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This is our covenant. Yeah. Why, wasn't she, why wasn't she experiencing that? Why wasn't she experiencing that up to that point? Why wasn't she experiencing that up from where she was at the synagogue? Why, why wasn't this happening? Because this, see, you, it's not going to be happening unless you're being directed to it. Yeah. I went to Walmart the other day, and I said, I need such and such thing. She goes, oh, it's over here in, the, in that general area. I wasn't in the general area, but I got pointed in that general area. See, your church redirects you to the location of where you get your healing. That's right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not on aisle 9. It's on aisle 3. Mm -hmm. You want your healing, you got to go to aisle 3. Yeah. But I'm at, I'm at Walmart. I shouldn't have to go to aisle 3 because I'm at Walmart. No, you have to follow the direction. Right. You have to follow the path. Right. You have to say, I know I'm going to go after to aisle 3. And then I'm going to go pick up that healing and I'm going to take and lay hold of it. That's right. You see, but no one can lay hold of something unless you lay hold of it. That's you right. see, this poor soul just was desperate and spent everything she had with no direction from the church. No direction from the synagogue. No, no direct course of life how to live to get tapped into this thing. But she got her wisdom on the inside. Yeah. Something that said, if I could just touch the hem of this garment of this holy man, if I could just lay my hand, I just know, if I could just go over and just lay and touch my hand, I'm going to receive all that he has. Yeah, yeah, right. And she does. And she lays in and she touches and he says, who touched me? And the, the disciples looking around like, what are you talking about? Are you mad? Right. Everybody's touching you. Yeah. yeah, but not everybody touches with purpose. Yeah. You missed what I just said. Not everybody touches with purpose. 
See, when you're going to have a relationship with God, it's not enough that you just come to church. You have to come with a purpose that you're going to get down that aisle and that you're going to grab a hold of what you need. Every day you come, you're getting your visitation from God. Every time you come, you're hearing what God has for you. Every day you come, every time you hear, God pouring something into your heart because He wants you to be full. He doesn't want you to leave empty. <clears throat> every day He does it. Every day. And then she's healed. And then she looks down and she feels shameful because she recognizes I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to have to tell my story. And my story doesn't necessarily contract what's right right now going on because I'm not even supposed to be in this community. I'm supposed to be home. According to the law, I need to be under my, I'm, on corner, I'm, I'm under quarantine. I'm breaking the law right now. I'm, I'm supposed to be in quarantine. I'm supposed to be resting. I'm supposed to be running about. In fact, I could be stoned for, for being out here. My, my, and it would be just because I'm technically breaking the law. But you see, the very law that's supposed to set me free is to also kept me imprisoned. Because I don't know what it takes to get set free. So here we've got this dichotomy of this terrible trap that this woman's at, and yet she's got to make up a decision. What am I going to do here? When you're not making a decision, what am I going to do here? And every day you're challenged, what am I going to do? Do I reach in? Do I lay hold of the master? Do I do do it this time? Or do I sit there and watch three more hours, the price is right, wheel of fortune? (laughs) Netflix binging. You know, watching the mob bosses. I've been watching the mob bosses, you know. You know. (laughs) And here's the thing. God says, come to me, all you are heavy and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And the beautiful thing is, is that here she is. She's being forced to say, yes, I have come and I have taken something sacred and I am reached in and yeah. but here's the thing everybody else was touching uh-huh. everybody else was touching yeah. and yet she came away she came away delivered yes. and then the blessings out of it all yeah. there was no condemnation that the fact that she was not in where she was supposed to be yeah. there was no rebuke yeah. there was no rebuttal yeah. there wasn't look at you what are you doing now here you're putting us all at risk yeah. no there was none of that in fact, what you get is simply this. You see Jesus looking at her says, Daughter, go in peace. In other words, you may have come here broken, shattered, with loss, with, with everything that, that has just been taken from you, everything you spent. Go in peace. In other words, go out the way you didn't come in. Put together. Mended. Physically and emotionally in order. Finances in order. See, the peace doesn't come with just go in peace, sister. Oh, you're living quiet. You're living tranquil. No, it's going peace means coming, com- going completeness. Yeah. It's going completeness. And there's a lot of folks who do just get the touch from God, but they forget that there's a completeness to their walk with the Lord. Yeah. And he's trying to get us in that, that yeah. stage of completeness yeah. where there's nothing missing, nothing broken. Yeah. Pedro, yeah. wake up. <laughs> Jesus, Pedro's, I feel. Pe- 
He's a hard-working man, I know. I owe him big. I had to have some fun tonight. Sorry, Pedro. You guys came here tonight. You saw. You see how lit I am right now? You see how lit? Be careful to come Sunday. I'm telling you right now. I'm warning every one of you. Be careful for what you come in when you come in on Sunday. Because I'm telling you, the presence of God is showing up in this house tonight. It's showing up here now. But we're, we're, there is a fullness that we're, we need to walk more in. There's a fullness that we all need to walk in more of. There's a maturity level that this that all of you are going to walk. I'm telling you right now. When people get around each and every one of you, when they get around you, they're going to say, what church do you go to? Because you're solid. Your, your mind is solid. You're, you're full of the word. You know what to say. You have wisdom. Where do you get this wisdom from? Yeah. And you'll say, I know exactly where I get it. I get it from my pastor Melina. <laughs> she alone has a, holds the word of life. And then there's this guy, her husband, who comes every so often. He preaches. He says a few things nice now and then. But here's the thing. It takes all from him. It's all from him. Our our conversation right now is is a visitation from him. It's here because there's something that needs to be done even equally more than what's been done before. But it it, it has to be. It has to get done. We have big big jobs to get done. Come on. Big jobs to get done. She was talking about the keys. I see Pedro with the keys. I, I see Gonzalo with the keys. I see Thomas with the keys. I see them unlocking up. I see I see I see the ladies coming in and, and being used of God. Yeah. I even see this little one here showing up to church. Yeah. I see God doing something with her. Yeah. Amen. I see some God doing something with you. Yeah. With you, Cecilia. God doing something with you. Amen. Right. Amen. Bigger than what you even thought. And you came in at a time, and you just thought, well, I'm just, you know, I'm just coming to church. Yeah. And God said, no, you didn't just come to come church. Yeah. You've come to participate. Come on, that's right. You've come to walk in the glory. Yeah. You've come to be a part of the, what God is doing in his end time revival. Yeah. And it's important. Right. That's right. It's yeah. important. Yeah. Say, I am important. Yeah. Oh, sweet Jesus. I've done preach myself happy. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He sent his word and he healed them. Yeah. He sent his word. Yeah. He delivered, set them free. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Say, thank you, Father God, who's moving in me. Say, thank you, Father God, who's moving in me. I must not be Christian. Say, I must not be Christian. Because I, I ain't putting up with that stuff. No, you can't put up with it. You can't let you can't let yourself get soft. Say, I'm not letting myself get soft. I'm gonna put say I'm gonna pit bull on a cat on a Sunday morning. And I'm shaking, shaking, shaking. Yeah. That's what you know, that's what Olivia does. She has a dog. She has a big old heavy rope and she'll shake it, shake it, shake it, and that dog will get that big rope and that thing is massive. She's just swinging around, swinging around. Every so often one of us gets lucky and walks in the, into that rope and it hurts. That's right. She goes, shake it, shake it, and I'm like, I really don't know if this shaking, shaking is a very good idea. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, it's a good idea if you're dealing with the devil. That's right. That's right. You know, I, I, I will say this about the devil. I'm going to tell you, really, this is very important that you know that. He likes to talk. Yeah. But you better learn to talk that's bigger. Right. Don't you put up with his lies and him talking. You shut your mouth. What you talking about? Look what you did. You didn't have anybody tempting you when you fell. You tempted me. You don't have nobody. You have no excuse. That's why there's no redemption for him. Remember what we learned that with Brother Jesse. There's no redemption for him. He can't get redeemed. 
Because he, he did it on his own. Yeah. No one tempted Satan. He tries to tempt you. So you've got to be big enough to recognize the temptations of the devil. Right. And say, devil, you shut your stinking mouth. You're stupid and ignorant and don't know what you're talking about. That's right. That's you right. need to go back to where you crawled out of. That's right. And if you, don't, if you don't want to leave, let's talk about all your mistakes while you're here. Yeah. All your failures. All the things that you, know, that you try to pull that didn't work. And all your yeah. great concocted plans that you were going to try to change the course of humanity. But God intervenes each and every time. That's and how right. he delivers his people. That's and then how he delivers them from unreasonableness. Yeah. Let's talk about Esther, let's talk about Ruth. Let's Come talk on. about let's talk about all all your failures right now from the dead. That's right. Come on, you just gotta start. And before you know, you're like, where, where, where'd he go? Where'd he go? Where'd he go? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. See, the devil's role is always going to be there. Yeah. yeah. That's why you don't get you don't ever get afraid of a devil. That's right. They're always there. They're always lingering and watching. They're just, just little dirty flea bag monkeys. Mm -hmm. You gotta realize they're there. They're just watching. What are they doing? They want to see how sincere, how sincere, and how real will you be? Yeah. You gotta be sincere. You gotta be real. Yeah. And get in that Bible every day. Come on. Make it your major. That's right. Make it your life. Good. Make it your bread. Make That's it your. Good. You know, Pastor likes. Um, not Pastor Melina, but she like pa our Pastor Nancy. She likes. Um, um, what is it called? Uh, toast and avocado. You gotta make it your toast and avocado. This is my word. I'm getting in there. I'm getting it in me. Yeah. I'm majoring out because it's important. Yeah. It's important to me. Yeah. You've got to say it is important to you. Because yes. yeah. if it's not important to you, you're just playing church. Yeah. And it's dangerous. It's way more dangerous to play church than it is to just actually decide, you know what? It's about a relationship. Yeah. It's about a relationship with him. Amen. Well, how have you got blessed tonight? Amen. Boy, I tell you, God showed up tonight. Yes. Boy, I tell you, he's so good. He's so faithful. Yes. We're, we're, we're going to get we're gonna get rock solid this year. Come on. We're not messing around. No, we're not messing around. We're, we're going to be here every Sunday, every Wednesday night. Right. We're, we're going to bring the house down. We're going to fill up these chairs. Right. Come on, you all know somebody. Yeah. You, you, you worked out with somebody. Now you also know somebody. Yeah. Come on, so go find that somebody. Yeah. Because you know there's always a person out there that's hurting. Yeah. That just wants to go to church. And You know, I like what doctors say. Remember doctor, he was got invited by that friend of his? Uh -huh. And he'd give him a good cussing. Because he, you know, because his friend told him he loved him, he thought that was kind of. He says, "Well, that's gay stuff. You don't tell me you love me." Yeah. He goes, "That's gay stuff." He goes, "That's a little foo foo." And he used to make fun of him. And and and, and he goes, and he goes, and every time he says, "Buddy, I love you, man." He goes, "Don't you tell me that?" And he goes, and he invited him to church. And then he finally decided to come to church. And then while he's at church, you know, this little Filipino lady and her husband stand up and they start prophesying. They start speaking in tongues. And all of a sudden, he just sat there and like he knew that that was the hand of God. He was the hand of God. See, sometimes you can misinterpret things and think things. Or, well, if I bring him to church, this could happen, that could happen. Don't you put, don't you put any care or worry about what the Holy Spirit does? Because when the Holy Spirit shows up, He shows up right. right. He shows up big, and it's for them. And it may not necessarily be for your skin or your pride, but it's for them. And they'll look at you and say, "I'm so why did you hide this from me?" Don't hide things from them. You have something precious, something that's a treasure. And I'm telling you, there's not too many people out there preaching the word anymore. So that's why we need, we, need, we need to have services like this. Yeah. We need to have more services like this. So you bring a friend. Yeah. Right. You bring a friend. Yeah. <clears throat> Someone's on the verge. Because there's a lot of them. There's, a lot, there's so many people right now on the verge. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. They're crying. Right now, they're so nervous right now, they're crying. Yeah. They wouldn't even tell you. They wouldn't even tell you your face. Because they want to maintain their strength. 
because they feel like, oh, you know, it's my dignity, you know. No, they, they need you. They may pull, try to pull a car and say, don't you pull a car on me. I know you're hurting. I know you've got problems. You need Jesus. And sometimes that bonus is just enough just to snap a person back like, you know, you're right. I do need Jesus. My life is a mess. So be that agent of change. Amen.